How's everyone doing? I love hearing stories. Like, I, this is not what I'm preaching on, but I love hearing stories and I love hearing testimonies. And, and like we talked about, you know, our testimonies are the most powerful thing God has done in our lives. And no matter what anyone wants to do, they can't take that experience away from us, right? What Kelly's experienced, no one will ever be able to argue her out of that because she's experienced it, right? And that's why our testimony is so powerful. And that's why as, as Christians and as we are making disciples, we should be seeking to make testimonies, yeah? We need... We want people to experience God in a real way, not just know about him, but we want people to experience him in a real way so they have a testimony that holds against any argument, right? All right. (laughs) So the title, I I made a title already for my sermon because it just came to me, is uh, Love Yourself As You Love Your Neighbor. So, so I want to start with, uh, with the scripture, and then, then I'll kind of get into what I'm talking about. Um, I'm going to start with 2 Corinthians 3.18. So this is out of the Passion Translation. Um, how many of you use multiple translations? Sarah laughs at me because we just put our house up for sale, and she goes, you have to get rid of all of your bedside books, because I, I would just have them stacked on the headboard, on the table. And so, so I did, except for all my Bible translations. And she goes, <laughs> you got to get rid of it. I'm like, well, no, that's my nightly reading. But this is a passion translation. And, and I like reading different translations because different things stand out to people. And, and I, I double check things. And I, I love reading things in different ways. But this, this really stood out to me the other night. And, and I'd already felt like the Lord was placing this on my heart. And so it just kind of worked. So this is 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. That's good, yeah? That's good. I mean, we, we, we are becoming more and more like Jesus every day. The problem is the world and the enemy is trying to convince us otherwise. Let me explain. So do you remember when we had worship night here? I had worship night. I made a, a negative comment about myself. I made it jokingly, like I jokingly said, praise God, Michael's preaching next week and you don't have to suffer through me preaching, right? And, and that night I got home and it was a joke and, and we joke about ourselves, but I, that night I got home and as I was praying, God really convicted me of it. So why are you bashing what I created? And, and I realized that that's what I was doing, right? I was, I was taking what God created, and I've shared my testimony, and I've shared how, how Jesus has brought me to this level, right? I shared, how I, I shared when we were at Sonoma Springs, remember when I gave my testimony, how scared I was, and I was shaking? See, I've got witnesses. 
I sat down. I couldn't even stand up in front of, I couldn't sit in front of anyone. Right? But, but God, God works inside of me, yeah? And God is working inside of you. And so when I stood up here and said, I made a negative comment, like, what am I saying about God? Right? I wasn't just talking about myself. I, I look at it like this. Like, if my, if my daughter, because God is our creator, right? So if my daughter makes a piece of art, right? She makes a painting, and I look at it, and I go, that really sucks. That sucks. Everyone would look at me like, you are a jerk. Like, that, that's not something that you'd want to say to your daughter, right? But we do it about our creator. So when we bag on ourselves, and when we bag on each other, remember, God made us in his image. He created us in his image. We are his creation. And so that's, that's what I want to talk about today. I, I think, and Kelly talked about identity. I think that there's, there's, there's something that's always playing against us. And, and, and it's the enemy that's challenging our identity. Right? We, we, saw it, we saw it when Jesus went to the wilderness, right? So, so God, Jesus got baptized. They heard the audible voice from God saying, this is my son who I'm well pleased. Jesus goes into the wilderness. And what does the enemy do? He challenges his identity, right? He, he says, if you're the son of God, you would, Right? And it's, it's the same thing that he did for Adam and Eve in the garden. He challenges their identity. And, and I'm convinced that he's doing the same thing now. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people that we pray for. There's a lot of people that, that I see God touch in a powerful way. Like amazing testimonies, blind eyes opening, bones growing back. But then I see some of these people that go right back doing the same stuff that they did before. And I think to myself, my God, if I experienced God like that, I wouldn't be doing that anymore. But I realized they actually believe in God. They believe in the power of God. But they don't believe who they are. And I, I think that this is one of the biggest problems that we face as Christians. I think that there's been some lies that, that we need to get past. And one of them is bagging on ourselves. Right? Or looking at other people and going, I'm not as good as them. We're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. So when, when Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment was, he said, said, you shall love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then he says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. My question is, how can we truly love our neighbor if we don't love ourselves? Like if we're constantly putting ourselves down and we're constantly thinking that we're not qualified and we're constantly thinking that we're this, we're fat, we're ugly, we're dumb, we're on and on and on. We're not worthy. We're worthless. I'm not as good as them. How can we love our neighbor? If we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves, and we don't love ourselves, 
what does that love actually look like? I think this is something huge that, that we struggled, not just as society as a whole, but as Christians. We were created in God's image. We are created in his image. And when he created us, he said, you are very good. Like, he likes you. He likes who you are. He created you a certain way for you. And he says you are very good. And if he's the creator, and we're created in his image, we better stop bagging on ourselves. Let's all say, I was created in the image of God. God thinks I'm very good. Good. I agree. Why do we constantly bag on ourselves? Why are we always putting ourselves on this, on this, to this standard and, and never, ever achieving it? Right? In the world, when I lived in the world, you, I was, I'm thinking success, and there was a standard of success, and you're always constantly thinking, if I only got this, and if I only got this, and if I only got this, and, and there's never any satisfaction. But when we have Jesus, and if we know who we are, and we know what he's created us to be, we don't have to chase that. We don't have to chase more. We, my point is we need to become comfortable in ourselves. We need, to be, we need to be confident in who we are. Right? Like something that I see, especially in our thread, because we, ha we follow some crazy anointed people. Right? We, we follow people like Bill Johnson and Randy Clark and Heidi Baker and Todd White. Like these are, these are incredible people. Right? But then the problem is sometimes we start thinking, like, I'm not Todd White. I don't have that type of anointing. Or I'm not Bill Johnson. I don't have the crazy revelation as him. I'm not. And so we start following them. Right? We start following them. But, but sometimes I think that we follow them to the point to where we don't see what God has anointed us with. Is this making sense? Like, these are amazing people, and I love hearing them, and I love that, that I've, I've run with them for a period of time. I love going, that I've done mission trips with them. But what I realize now is God, God has anointed us. Like God is, God is doing something in each one of you. Like their crazy anointing, you have the same crazy anointing. But we have to find it, Right? But if we're looking at everyone else's anointing, we're not going to see our own. Because we're constantly going to be comparing ourselves to them. Does that make sense? Because I'm not Heidi Baker. I'm not Bill Johnson. And I don't want to be. I want to be Daniel Coulson. Creating God's image. Who he's very pleased with. I want you to be who you are, who you've been created to be. I know God is doing something in this house. Like, 
The amount of faith and people running after God in this room right now is incredible. I'm telling you, churches would die for one or two of you. But somehow God has brought us all together. And it's for a purpose. But, but we need to look inside. We need to look at ourselves and go, God, what do you have for us? I'm not saying don't listen to other people. But I'm saying don't miss out what God has for you because we're so focused on other people's anointings. I went to, I went to London with Randy Clark. And, and before I went, I thought, oh my God, this is Randy Clark. And I get to go preach with him. And this is awesome. And, and it's right before we're going to open up the doors to the church. And I'm going to be super. He's going to lay hands on me. I'm going to feel the presence of God. It's going to be incredible. But I'm telling you, Randy Clark, he walks in the room and you feel the presence of God. But I'm telling you, I walk in the door here and I feel the presence of God. I walk into my house and I feel the presence of God. I sit in my car and I feel the presence of God. And, and the whole time I was out there, I was like, this is great, but I can't wait to get back to my people. I can't wait to get back to my church because I feel the anointing of God stronger at home than I do anywhere else now. See, I can run with people. You can run with people. You follow people enough, they'll let you chase after them. But I don't want to ride on someone's coattails. I don't want to chase after someone else. I want to chase after God. That's all I want to chase after. And I want people that want to chase after God with me. Not chase after me, but chase after God. And we chase after God together. Right? We talked about building and strengthening each other up. That's what we're here for. I was uh, just driving here, I, and I, the song United Pursuit helped me find my own fire. I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to read the words because I'm not anointed like Jayla. Like, that's, that's who she is. Like, I, that's not my anointing of, of worship. So, so I'm going to let her. I'm not going to try to be Jayla, so I'm just going to read. <laughs> but it says, I don't ride on someone else's passion. I don't want to find that I am dry bones. I want to burn with unquenchable fire deep down inside. See, I'm coming alive. Help me find my own flame. Help me find my own fire. I want the real thing. I want your burning desire. Do what only you can do in my heart tonight. It's like, my God, that's what I'm preaching on today. I want God to do what he wants to do with me. I want God to do what he wants to do with you. We can't do that if we're chasing other people. We can't do that if we don't love ourselves. We can't do it if we don't love ourselves. We, we, so as Christians, like, we're taught, be humble, be humble. And you're like, Daniel, you don't sound very humble right now. I'm humble. Because I don't think it's just me. Like, I think it's all of you, too. But, but humbleness, humble, 
I think we're taught that we can't speak highly of ourselves, right? And if we speak highly of ourselves and if we love ourselves, then we aren't humble. Like I tell Michael, Michael, you're such a great preacher and I suck and that's me being humble. But that sounds like self-hate. That's like, that, that sounds like me telling the creator what he created less than. Right? Is this making sense? So humbleness, I want to get this straight. Humbleness is not me making myself less than everyone else. It's me building people up to the higher or with me. Right? I am a son of God. He created me and he says, Daniel Colson, you are very good, right? And you're super anointed, and I love you so much. And I could say that because I could tell each and every one of you the same. You're all created in the image of God. He loves you so much. You're super special to him. You've got a special anointing. See, see, it's very different than saying, Jayla, you're, I'm, I'm a bad singer. Like, I can't even, like, that's not self-help. That's just fact. Like, I can't. <laughs> but but it's, it's, it's about building each other up, right? It's about being confident in, in who we are in God. I'm totally lost in this, but I want to, so, so there, there is a verse. So, so someone could be listening to this, and some of you might be thinking this verse, and go, but Daniel, in 2 Timothy, Three, one through five, it says, but understand this, that in the last days there will become times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive. There goes my whole argument. But that's not what I'm talking about, right? That's, that's, that's lover of self outside of Jesus. That's lover of self outside of God. It's, it's saying that it's people that that don't believe that they need God. They don't believe in God. They don't believe, they, they believe in themselves. They, make, they believe that they are their own God, right? It's very different to stand up here and say, I love myself because this is who God created me. I love myself in his creation and saying, I love myself because I'm myself. Does that make sense? But I want to get it out there because people will argue that. People go, you can't be a lover yourself because, because that's what they're saying you shouldn't be. But, but God loves us, yeah? I'm fast forwarding here. You don't see this, but. I think that we can't love our neighbor. Who's our neighbor? Just everyone knows who our neighbor is? It's everyone. <laughs> Anyone you come in contact with, that's your neighbor, right? We can't, we can't love our neighbor unless we love ourselves. If we're called to love our neighbor as ourselves, then we have to love ourselves, right? I, I'm convinced that if we, if we don't love ourselves, if we don't love who we are, we truly can't have successful relationships with other people. 
We can't have successful relationships with other people because we're constantly going to be critiquing them, because we're going to think that they're critiquing us. We're constantly going to be comparing ourselves to them. There, there's, there's times when, when we're so afraid of rejection and fear that we don't let people get close to us. Or if someone gets too close to us, then we run away. Because, because we don't think we're worthy to be their friend. And so it's easier for us to run away before we get rejected than, than have a relationship. But if we know ourselves and we know who we are, and we love ourselves, it doesn't matter who rejects us. You can reject me all day long. God still thinks I'm very good. Yes? Okay, we're going to go a little deeper. So John 13, 34. So this is right after Judas left the table to betray Jesus, so, which is just interesting to me because right after that, this is when he says this. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You, also to, you are also to love one another. That verse jacks me up. Like, I got to be honest. Like, first, just thinking that seeing someone on the side of the road and going, I'm supposed to love them like I love myself, which means if you see someone in need, you should help them. I'm like, man, that's such a crazy task. Like, how, 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 how am I supposed to do that? But then you read this, and it, Jesus goes, here's a new commandment that surpasses the last one. You're supposed to love each other the way I love you. Jesus, what the heck? Like, I, I really, like, think that. Like, how, how am I supposed to love a complete stranger the way Jesus loves me? Because I read in the Bible how much he loves me. You know, we're adopted in sonship, we're heirs, co-heirs, right? Like, we're made in his, like, he died on the cross for us. Like, <laughs> would you die on a cross for the guy that you don't know on the side of the street? So I think about this, and, and it, it jacks me up. But then I'm like, how much do we love ourselves? First, we were called to love our neighbors as ourselves, and it seemed impossible. Now we're called to love as he loves us. So, if we're called, initially, to love our neighbor as ourselves. And now we're called to love our neighbor as he loves us. Shouldn't we love ourselves the way he loves us too? Is that, you guys follow me there? How can we love someone the way he loves them if we don't love ourselves the way he loves us? I don't think that we can fulfill that second commandment, the second to the most important commandment, if we don't love ourselves first. And it's through him that we love ourselves. Like, I, I want to get this straight. Like, 
I'm on the recording. You can't love yourself without Jesus. It's through Jesus that we love ourselves. I don't want that to be confused. I love myself because God has made me this way. I'm not perfect. But he makes me perfect. It's through him. Right? But I can't love you unless I love myself first. I pointed my wife. That was easy. I can't love you unless I love myself first. I can't. Because what measure of love am I, am I holding? Right? But I want to take it a little bit further. If we don't love ourselves, I actually, I, I would dare to say that we're not following the number one commandment of lo love your God with all your body, soul, and mind. How can we love him with everything if we don't love what he created? If in your mind you think you're something less than, less than Bill Johnson, less than the guy at the gym, I don't know, less than anything, how can we truly say we love you? Because he created us. Like we all, we all believe that, right? That he created us in his image. We are called to love the world. But we need to get past some of these lies. God loves you for who you are. He created you. He thinks you're very good. Like very, like super awesomely, amazingly good. Right? He wants a relationship with you. He doesn't want a stumbling block. He doesn't want a, a soft foundation. And, and I think it's, it's, it's not about just knowing who God is. It's about knowing who we are. We can't live this Christian life unless we know both. We can't. Because I can know who God is all the time. And like some of these guys on the street who think that they're, they're worthless, schizophrenic addicts, and they can know what God does. But they're going to constantly go back to the drugs. They're going to constantly go back to the sex, constantly go back to all that stuff because they don't know who they are. You can't walk this life as a Christian. You can't do what we're called to do unless we know both. And I reject the idea that, that we can't love ourselves. I reject the idea that, that we have to place everyone above us. Because that's not what the Bible teaches us. The devil is challenging our identity, and he always will. And, and we have to stand strong and say, no, I am a son, and I'm a daughter. I'm not a daughter. You're a daughter. You're a daughter. Right? And he loves me so much. We, we say these stupid things sometimes. Like, I'm a sinner saved by grace. And I'm like, well, which one are you? Right? We're not sinners. Like, if you have Jesus, if you have the Holy Spirit in your heart, you might sin, but you're not a sinner. That's not who you are. 
You might, you, might, you might slip up, but that's not your heart. You guys get so quiet and I just... <laughs> I want to start speaking truth. I want to start just canceling out lies. I realize that, that if we can't love ourselves, we can't love our neighbor. And if we can't love ourselves, we can't love our God. And if we think we're less than that person, then we don't know who we are. And if we're too focused over there, then we're not focused on him. If we spent some of this energy getting to know who God is and who he thinks we are, We become super, super Christians. <laughs> that should be, that's in the Bible somewhere, right? Super, super Christians. <laughs> that could be in the passion. I don't know. Super. Look, like, I know, I know some of this is hard. Like, I know that some of this, it's like, all right, it's easy to say. It's easy to say, Daniel. Like, but I wake, up, I wake up in the morning and I hear this voice in my head saying, I'm not good enough. Or I, I, I see other people with anointing and I can't help but think that I'm, I can't be anointed like that. Or I think something's wrong with me. So what do we do? We speak truth. What did Jesus do in the, in the desert? He, he spoke through scripture. He read scripture, right? He, he spoke truth over the lies of the devil. And we should do the same. Like, just search. What does the Bible say about my identity? Or identity in Bible? And you'll get a hundred verses of who God tells you that you are. And so sometimes we just have to start reading them. And we have to read some of these things and say, God loves me. Like, I reject that idea because I know that's not what the Bible says. And I'm going to speak truth into it. Because the devil could constantly be saying, if you're the son of God, if you're the son of God, if you're the daughter of God, then, then why can't you heal everyone you lay hands on? Right? If you're so anointed, why can't you prophesy like so-and-so? Right? Doesn't that sound a little bit like the devil in the, in the wilderness? And he's going to constantly do that. It's not going to stop. Until one day heaven and earth is going to come together, then he'll be out. Right? So it's, it's about speaking truth. It's about doing what Jesus did. It's about understanding who we are. It's about knowing that he loves you. He loves you. Say it. He loves me. He loves me. Louder. He loves me. I meant say louder, but no, I'm just. <laughs> he loves you. And, and all he wants is he wants a relationship with you. There's, the world is going to tell us a million things. The world's going to tell us you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do this. I'm telling you, focus on him and he'll do the rest. Don't focus on the sin. Don't focus on 
what other people are saying. Focus on him. Ask him who, who you are. That's a great way to combat the devil and say, God, I'm hearing this and I'm feeling this way. Like, I, I, I understand. Like, those feelings are deep. But then ask God, like, tell me the truth. Tell me how you feel about the situation. And let him tell you. Because he just wants a relationship with you. So I'm going to go, I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 3.18 again. And I want you guys to think about what we talked about. And just, just, just try to grasp everything that's being said in this one verse in the Bible. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we, are all become like, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into the very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Let's speak that over ourselves. Let's speak that over ourselves every day. Let's speak that over ourselves when, when we're having a negative thought. Because he's taking us from glory to glory. And every level, we start looking more and more like him. Not like Bill Johnson, not like Randy Clark, but like Jesus. So let me just end in prayer. I did good today. Huh? I was very good today. <laughs> Mary's going to make it back by curfew. That's good. Yes. <laughs> Pastor Mary, I just want to say she is so very good. Like, she is incredible. I don't know if everyone knows, but, but right now she feels like the Lord has called her into the gospel rescue mission. So she is our local missionary who's living at the gospel rescue mission because she, that's what she's called to do. So, so let's uh, please go pray for her before she leaves because you're super anointed. And you carry something special that can anoint and bless Pastor Mary. So God, I thank you first that, that you are here and you're with us and that you love us so much. I thank you that, that your scripture, your word speaks truth over all the lies of this world. God, I pray that, that as we have those thoughts of unworthiness, as we have those thoughts of negativeness about ourselves, that you speak truth. I pray that you teach us how to love ourselves the way you love us. I ask you that you teach us how to do this right. Because we want to love you with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our soul, all of our body, everything, God. We want to love you with everything. Teach us how to do this. Teach us how to love our neighbor. 
like you love our neighbor, <laughs> like you love us. Teach us, God. We want more of you. We want to know who we are. We want to know who you are, Jesus. I just ask for revelation. Revelation into all that you have for us. I pray this in your mighty name. Amen.